Hey, thank you again for joining us on another edition of Confessions of a College Walk-On. Of course, my name is Austin. Glad to see y'all are coming back. Today I have a special guest with us. You know, he's a UCF walk-on, of course. Very local guy, went to East River High School. Uh, with me today I have Trace O'Hara. Hey man, how you doing? Nice to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and nice, hi. It, it sounds like the, uh, what was it? Uh, spongebob squarepants where he's like round bob or something like that yeah he, he was like hi how are you hi how are you yeah uh so you know at least from my perspective uh trace is a, is a really funny guy he does can throw his voice around pretty thoroughly and do pretty good impressions of people we'll get into another one you got a lot of attention for towards wow. the towards the end of this but uh trace first question i really want to start off with is you know you know, what what is family life for you and kind of like what direction do they lead you i guess getting into sports um well i mean i've always been local to orlando like you said like i was born and raised here so i've always had like a sense of community um in this area you know growing up around ucf um no one in my family ever went there but you know it was always just here with my mom and my dad when i was younger but as i grew older my dad he was getting more coaching jobs at other places so he would be out of the house a lot you know in different states and whatnot and it's still like that to this day but you know i still keep in, in contact with him every day and my mom's done a great job of just raising me and then i have a brother as well so me and him have gotten really close over the few past few years so you know it's just a great way to grow up yeah and uh, i know with your dad i know traveling a lot for coaching jobs and being in that coaching carousel it's definitely hard to have that sense of family so i'm it's, I'm glad to hear that you're actually being able to keep in contact with them every day to make sure, you know, just catch up. And, you know, I, I know from the couple of videos I've seen that you've posted on social media and stuff, it seems like you have a fun time with your brother and him when everybody's in town. But like, uh, I guess, when did you specifically start getting into sports in general? I've always kind of been into sports, like my whole life, really. Um, I guess I would say I was definitely in kindergarten. Uh, around then when I first really started doing it, like Little League. I was in the, uh, I think I started out in Pop Warner, but I went to the um, Central Florida Football League, or what was it, the CFYFL, Central Florida Youth Football League. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I did that. Um, and I was with the University Cougars at the start. Uh, so we were practicing at University High School, you know. I think we were, we were like the Giants or something. I don't even know, but... Uh, after that, I was with them all the way up until middle school, and then I went with the uh, East Orange Falcons, and then from there, just you know, went to high school and you know played JV freshman year, but uh, sophomore year and on, I was on varsity. So really, my whole life I've been in football. I'm also a multi-sport athlete, so I was on the weightlifting team in high school. I did wrestling my freshman year. Um, I did track and field, so I threw discus, shot put, javelin, um, the whole enchilada, really. Yeah, the whole enchilada of field sports. I, I, I dabbled in that during high school, but not too much. Um, so in those early years, what really got you and what really pushed you into sports? Do you think that was more influenced on your parents kind of pushing you? Or did you just be like, oh, some of the other kids in my grade and stuff are playing this. Maybe I can convince my parents. Yeah, it was a definite, uh, there was a definite push for, like, for my parents to do it. But also I enjoyed it, you know. I mean, as a parent, obviously you want your kid being active, but at the same time, you get to meet people and make friends. And some people that I was on those little league teams with, like I still 
know them to this day. So it's it's just kind of crazy, you know. So it really just helps you meet people and start out. Um, so yeah, I'm just I I also just love playing the game, like staying active, because you know otherwise I wouldn't be really doing much, you know. Yeah, no, I I get that completely. In that case, definitely um, getting into sports at a young age helps build that you know social skills that you kind of need to like work together as a team, especially later on in life when you get into different situations and have people from different backgrounds. So it it really helps out there. So yeah, uh, my, well, my next question was like, when did you start playing football? But you kind of already answered that uh, early uh, early in elementary school. What do you what position do you think that during that middle uh, that elementary school and middle school you know run of uh of football what position do you think you had the most fun at and which position do you think you're like yeah i'd never want to play that again so actually when i first started playing football they put me at corner so i was like enjoying that it was pretty fun but back then i had a hard time like staying focused and locked in so i'd kind of like just wander off and just stop paying attention and obviously being a corner you have to really know what you're doing and paying attention so the coaches kind of saw that and were like well we can't really put them there so they stuck me at o-line and i have been an o-lineman almost my entire life all the way up until like my sophomore year of high school and i do not want to go back to doing that again because it just it got really boring for me really fast just because i didn't enjoy just having to do like a scripted movement every single play you know I, I like the flexibility of defense and how you can kind of make it your own in a way and just react instead of just, you know, being a robot. Yeah, you can you could follow the play but still have that own personality of, you know, maybe I have a two way go here or yeah. you know, if this guy goes here then I can read out and do this. And I and I understand that completely. So as you started to, you know, play football and especially with your with your dad coaching, did you did any influence come from him on you know the way you played your game, or did you model your early game around one of the players you'd seen in the NFL or college level? So my dad had always told me like Trace, if you don't want to play football, you don't have to play football. Like I know like I'm the big football guy, you know I'm your dad and everything, but if you don't want to play football, I'm perfectly okay with me. Like you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And I was like, yeah, I understand, but I enjoy playing football. So he's always been kind of like a little mentor for me. He never wanted to be my coach because, you know, he likes to separate being a father and a coach. So he'd always just like give me advice or tips or sometimes he'd give me some gear from whatever team he was with. Um, so yeah, there was definitely him. And then my brother, he was a quarterback. And so since my dad was also a quarterback, he was able to coach him on doing that a bit more. And everyone's like, Trace, why aren't you a quarterback? And I'm like, well, you know, I just wasn't really for me, you know, and I didn't really uh, roll out that way. So all throughout high school, my brother was the one who was always getting all the praise and people were trying to compare me to him, you know, so I never really let that get to me. So I kind of just used that as fuel to help me do my own thing and get better. Uh, that's completely understandable. I get that. My brother played O-line and then I was the, like your younger brother, I was the quarterback in high school for a couple of years. So it was pretty funny, but the age gap was too great for them to compare me to him and stuff. So it was always funny like that. So, you know, you went through freshman football, uh, or was it JV your freshman year? Um, so funny thing, actually, our freshman team was also pretty much our JV team. So we kind of played like two games a week. <laughs> I don't know if we're really allowed to do that, but we that's kind of what we did. Um, so, you know, I, I was pretty much on the freshman and the JV team. Um, so 
you know, but towards the end of the season, like in the playoffs, they bumped me up to varsity. I didn't play, but I was there. We were against Vieira. Um, but yeah, my sophomore year, they ended up trying me out and I ended up taking the starter spot at the end and just kind of ran from there. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it happens like that. Uh, so going on from your sophomore year, really, uh, you know, you did track your freshman year, you did weightlifting, uh, wrestling and things of that nature. Um, what, what sport outside of football do you think kind of really helped you kind of develop as that second season of high school came around? Um, you know, I, I really think like in, in high school, this like we had a really great defensive coordinator, you know, and he was always was like trying to talk to me and he was really trying to find out where I could best help the team. And I was always readily available to like help out wherever I could, you know, so he was like trying me out at linebackers, trying me out at D end. Like he was putting me wherever he thought. And he was like, all right, I think you're going to be a good fit for D end right here. Um, you seem to be able to get after it. Uh, and he would always like give me corrections. He, he was always like kind of like pointing to me as like the example. I wasn't ever a team captain per se, but I was always the guy that led by example, you know, um, wasn't really the most popular guy on the team, but I was definitely the one who knew what he had to do and got his job done. So, definitely say my my coach back then he definitely pushed me and you know he had a few conversations with me he pulled me to the side and just really tell me like how good I'm doing and how I can get better you know so I definitely say that's part of the reason why I was able to keep getting better when I was in high school oh yeah and uh I think at one point was uh you have a Charles uh I don't yeah yeah as a as a coach yeah, he was uh he was the O line coach at uh East River. I know he was a player at UCF. He yeah, Bubba Bubba Sprinkle, you know, he, yeah, crazy no, guy it, slamming it, his head in the lockers. His last year was my freshman year, so I got to you know, oh, okay. I I got a little bit of the craziness. So uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, he's a I think he's a D line coach over at uh Boone at the moment. Uh, so he kind of left uh, East River, but I think that was the connection I could easily thought of uh, easily thought of off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, Bubba was some something else during not only like game time, but uh, during practice too. Then again, I think everyone my freshman year was because the craziness was was absolutely there, and uh, actually just being able to you know witness that, and then of course them being as crazy as they were, they all melded as a team together, which was awesome to see. But you know, from the outside looking in, people had no idea what was going on in that locker room because there was a lot of craziness all at once. Yeah, I can definitely tell you. In in high school, he definitely did not lose that uh that tenacity he has to, if that's a word to use. He was definitely like getting hyped up on game days, just running into walls, slamming into lockers, headbutting stuff. He was headbutt guys with their helmets on. It was crazy. Oh, you know, jeez. He, he was just like that. He was he was different. But that's why we like them. Yeah, he was built different as a coach and a player. Yeah. Uh, so you know, sophomore year, you kind of ended up bouncing around positions and stuff, end up uh, solidifying yourself as a DN and taking that guy's spot. Any like major things you think come out of your your sophomore season and, and things? Just like anything that kind of just sparks your memory, like oh, this was like a major moment for me uh, in my career that year or anything like that. Yeah, um, our defense that year was just amazing. Like, we were just on point. I think that year we ended up going to the playoffs because it was my sophomore year. 
So the previous year before that, we were like terrible. We were like one in nine or something like that. It was bad. Uh, but then after that, we like just gotten so much talent. My brother was a starting QB. We went to the playoffs and like our defense pitched like three shutouts that season. Um, I had like, like six sacks on the season, something like that. It was pretty crazy. And I was just, I was eating, everybody was eating. And, you know, as much as all that was great and going to the playoffs and we got whooped by Tampa plant first round, you know, as great as all that was, I really just appreciated getting to play with my brother on the same team because we hadn't done that since like little league. Uh, so, and he was a senior at the time. So it was great to get to play with him one last time before he went off to college. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, transitioning into your junior year, um, did you end up going to any college camps between that sophomore summer and that junior fall? I mean, sophomore spring and junior fall at all? Any any of the summer camps for colleges or anything like that? Oh, man. Yeah, I went to a bunch of camps. I don't even know if I can remember them all, but I, know uh, I went to like a big man, like trenches camp. It was just kind of like an informal thing, um, but I went to one of those. I know I went to uh, Florida Tech. I went to Florida Tech camp. Um, I went to a UCF camp at one point. It was a long time ago. Though. I don't really remember when. That was probably with, uh, definitely with good old Shane Burnham as the D-line coach yeah. in that case. Yeah. Um, it was so long ago. Like, I barely even remember it, though. So, no, it's definitely, um, <laughs> trust me, uh, your memory starts to kind of fade as you get older. Uh, yeah, there, there was definitely a few other camps. I There was one somewhere else. We're on a baseball field somewhere. I don't even really remember, though. Yeah. I was, I, oh, I know I went to one in Florida with the Gators. But, yeah, I can't remember all of them. I went to a bunch. Oh, the one that I remember the most, actually, that came to me was one in FSU. It was, like, a week-long camp, and they had us, like, staying in, like, their dorms. And Was that everything. as a team, or was that as an uh, individual it was player? Just, it was just individual players okay. like, from all yeah. over the place. Like, there was a dude from Africa there, like, as a D-end. He was just, like, a – he was just a stud, just straight athlete. I, I wonder what happened to him, but – I'm just thinking about Cheetos right now and just imagining him <laughs> playing D-end. <laughs> Uh, oh man and my my brain is just it's not working because i just imagine dallas but taller yeah and like cheetos grip strength and i'm just like oh lord yeah that's that's a pretty good comparison you do a fusion of dallas and cheetos that's pretty much what he looked like Jeez, wow that that's an absolute monster that sounds like it was created out of the lab he was a dude yeah so you know going through those camps you're picking up some skills you know what skills did you end up taking from those camps going toward your junior uh, season playing football? Um, so, yeah, there was definitely um, a lot of pass rush moves that I learned um, while I was in camps and stuff. Not all of them were really for me, um, but one that I really like to pick up on was just, you know, I like to engage with them, and then I could either push-pull. That was an obvious one, but one I like to do was I would grab, like, like right behind his shoulder, almost like the back of his like armpit, really, like where that little part of the jersey kind of hangs over your arm. Yeah. Or, and I would just grab right there and then just pull them like down and across from my body, because then I would just send them flying towards the ground. Oh, it's almost that's almost it's almost, kind of it's, right it's almost like bull snag. Uh yeah, pretty much. It's just okay. grabbing underneath their armpit so they kind of are forced to go down like that. Yeah. That's kind of what my main move was, and I would kind of like swim over it or rip through it, you know. It's kind of what I did the most. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good move. Uh, I don't think I've done that in practice before, so maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I take that into one on ones with me next week. There you go. Yeah, you can try it out. Yeah. Um, shoot. How did that uh, junior junior season end up 
playing out for you? Um, our junior season, it was all right. I mean, we didn't like do go crazy. I don't. We didn't go to the playoffs. I don't think. Um, pretty sure we just had a mediocre year. Um, I don't like my junior year and my uh my senior year. We kind of just like averaged out like five and five or whatever. Um, junior year was all right. Nothing spectacular. Nothing crazy. We didn't beat our rivals that we wanted to beat, didn't win the division. So, you know, it sucks, but it happens. Um, I don't know. I, I think my best year, honestly, was my sophomore year, as it as crappy as that sounds. It was just the most fun I had, to be honest, plus being with my brother and everything. Senior year, I was really invested, but our team just wasn't cohesive enough to win. Like, whenever we started going down, people would just kind of start giving up and sinking with the ship. And our season kind of ended when we lost one of our like first or second like division game people were like oh well we're not going to win the division now so we're screwed so people just kind of started doing their own thing and playing as individuals and it got pretty frustrating yeah that's always the downfall of a team when it comes to that and i understand that completely um once people start getting in their head about their own like oh i gotta take care of myself and worry about my own thing and then it's like well Mm -hmm. what about the you know this team we've been playing with for you know the last couple years what's going on with that he's like People just say, screw the team. I'm worried about myself. Yeah, especially because, like, it's your senior year and everyone wants to go to college and play college ball, you know? And yeah. so everyone's just trying to look out for themselves and get their stats up and try mm-hmm. to make a highlight play. And it just ends up getting everybody exposed. Oh, yeah. It's kind of ironic, honestly, because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that actually ended up playing college ball from my senior class. And I, I mean, if someone else is playing, I'm not sure about that. But I know for a fact I'm the only one that's at least D1. I don't even know if anybody else is playing college ball for my senior class. Yeah, your your senior class was that is a COVID class. Well, is the COVID class? So it's it's definitely hard to be like, yeah, uh, p- you know, pick out people immediately who are just like, yeah, we, we went to college because you know some some colleges ended up like stopping their programs. Yeah. Um, at, it's funny you say that actually. I was actually I was actually going to mention <laughs> at the at the end of your junior year, did you end up getting any offers? Uh, and then and then if you didn't, and then it's like okay. Then in your senior year, did you get any offers? Because I already know a little bit about the story anyway. Yeah. So my junior year, I didn't have any offers at all. And I was like kind of bummed out about it. I was like, all right, well, that's kind of it's kind of awkward. It kind of sucks. Typically, people start getting offers by this point, you know. But I, I was like, whatever, I'm not focused on it. If they come in, they'll come in. My senior year went by. I didn't have any like great offers. You know, I had like colleges come in and like talk to me. But like none of them were really offering me anything. They were just kind of just showing interest, you know. Um, and then the one offer I did get was from Saint Olaf, and it was like up in the Midwest somewhere. Oh, you know? yeah, no, I I, I know I, exactly where that yeah. one was because I went to a giant recruiting fair at the end of my senior year with a whole bunch of like D uh, D two and D three colleges, and they looked at me and they're like, "Oh, we want you." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not going to your school." Yeah, I mean, the, the dude who was trying to recruit me, great guy. He was awesome. Like, oh, yeah. He, he was pulled up to the school, like, multiple times. I was on, like, the all-star team uh, for Central Florida at the end of my senior year, um, and he was there at the game. You know, even after I told him, like, I wasn't interested, he was still there, you know. So he was really persistent. He was really nice. Uh, I just he couldn't. I def- just couldn't. Definitely gave some effort, though. Yeah, he was trying. My dad was telling me, he's like, Trace, this guy, he's a great dude, but they would be lucky to have you. You can play somewhere better. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, um, 
I was like, all right, well, it doesn't seem really seem like I have any offers. But like at the very, very end of the season, um, Florida Tech came in, and there was two coaches, and they both were sitting down talking to me, um, in the field house, and they're like, hey man, like, we really like what you're doing. You got great grades. Um, we really could use you on our team. We uh, we we like uh how you play, tough. Uh, you run after the ball. He's like, you got everything we're looking for. Um, he's like, we can't offer you a scholarship right now, but we can give you a preferred walk-on spot, and we will get you on scholarship as soon as we can. And he's like, plus besides that, we uh, get all of our senior, all of our seniors on scholarship, um, or all of our players on scholarship by the time they're seniors. So they're like, yeah, I mean, we'll just take a tour of the campus, uh, see what you think. And I had already been to the campus once before on a field trip, just completely unrelated, and I liked it. But I took another official visit up there and still enjoyed it uh cafeteria was great campus was great um so i was like all right this is kind of where i want to be it's not at home but it's close to home you know yeah so i had my signing day i signed to go i had my paperwork all set up everything was good to go i had applied i got accepted um and then and then the two-week spring break came along Yes, yeah, spring break came up, and I was like, all right, cool. And then we just kind of stayed on spring break for, like, the rest of the year and just stayed at home. And, like, it was getting closer and closer to, like, when I was supposed to, um, like, start heading up there. And I hadn't heard anything back from him. And I was like, hey, like, is everything good over there? And lo and behold, find a social media post. got Someone leaked it, I guess, and... They just shut down their whole football program just entirely, just like gone. So, I they I I guess their their players found out about it at the same time we did, and their coaches were just kind of like caught off guard, you know. And I don't really know what happened, but I would wager that it was kind of the president who didn't like football because you would see that money got reallocated to the basketball volleyball court instead like right after the football program I got canceled. So you couldn't really say it was because of money, you know? So I don't know. But either way, I was out of a, a school to go to for football. So now it's a little choice. I could either go to Florida Tech, pay all this money, because I'm not going to be on scholarship, like, at all, um, and then just live in a dorm, you know? Or I could go to UCF and, you know, just go there. At first, I wasn't even planning on walking on. But, you know, my dad convinced me to at least give it a shot, just see what happens. I was like, all right, fine. So I did. Um, so I applied super late, like way past the deadline, because I was so hard set on going to Florida Tech, I hadn't even applied to UCF. So by the time I finally applied, they're like, yeah, you know, what? it's fine. We'll, we'll take your application because we're already so backed up anyway. So just throw it on the pile. I'm like, all right, sweet. So we got it through. And then uh, Manny actually was the one who helped me get in. Uh, you they, could have. Yeah, good old, good Manny. old Manny. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent on that. He helped me get in. Um, so, yeah, he got Burnham to look at my stuff and watch my film. He's like, "All right, you know what? Like, I'll give you a shot. You can come out." So I came out, and you know, UCF, and the rest is history. Yeah, and I know with uh, with that UCF class, you would have you would have been with Stephen in like the last group who actually came back to campus, yeah. right? Because you didn't you didn't get to go to fall camp that first year, right? completely skipped fall camp and just yeah. kind of like showed up like a week before or two before the first game and then yeah. just kind of got thrown in the fire a little bit nobody yeah. really told me like where to go on the first day i was kind of dressed walked out in the field didn't even know where the d ends were or at the time it was just d line yeah i know where the d line was 
but I figured it out and <laughs> just stumbled my way through the first few days, weeks, months, you know, made mistakes, but you know, you live and you learn and I'm still here. So I'm doing yeah, something right. they didn't, uh, no offense to coach Burnham, but he did not, he did not help you whatsoever when it came to, you know, learning and how to adjust, especially to being a college football player and you know, how we ran things, uh, that year, what, and you know, going into that, like going to that freshman year, like what was, you know, the most difficult part about being a college athlete? What was very, what do you think was the most difficult part about the transition? Going I think from- it was just the culture shock, to be honest, because you go from high school where you just kind of wake up, go to school, go about your day, and then you just go to practice after school. That's just kind of how it goes. But in college, it was like you have to wake up at like 5 or 5.30 in the morning every day and then you got to get a workout at 6 a.m like for school i'm probably not waking up till like 7 pulling up at like 7 15 at the school like you got to be like on time early get all your gear on you got to be dressed uniform ready to go so like the first year was definitely brutal because i just wasn't used to doing all that like i was i was being pretty dumb and i only had like one alarm set because that's all i ever had to do like my whole life because you know wasn't have to wake up that early so i found out the hard way and now i set multiple alarms you know i'll have like my clothes ready to go in the morning um so yeah it was definitely a mental challenge because i wasn't used to like working out that hard or that early you know but over time you you, you get used to it and you, you get stronger coming out from the back end of it oh yeah those those brick squad lifts aren't anything to oh. joke with especially when oh. it's brick squad before practice and a full padded practice uh those were never fun. Uh, yeah, not in this way. And, and and then having the extra stuff on Friday, where it's like, okay, you guys are gonna do hookups and one-on-one pass rush for the next ten minutes after everyone else oh, left. Man. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was something I mean, else. I uh, I was doing pretty good my freshman year. I mean, I didn't know the plays for worth of crap because it was so complicated. But you know, whenever doing pass rush, I would win a few here and there. You know, I. Brett Bell a couple times. You you held her own pretty well, uh, yeah. especially from what you were. I was bouncing up and down that line that year. That was just like, yeah. you you know that because it was like, hey, Cameron, go here. Okay, now play this one. Now play this one. It's like, yeah, Coach, can I get like a break to get some water real quick? Because like I'm yeah, I'm dying for literally every position. Yeah, it was like it's okay. You're up, Camden. Back him up. <sighs> okay, Coach, sure thing. <laughs> Camden, go again. Yeah. I just went. I don't care. Go again. Yeah. Get this five. Get this four. I get this three. Get yeah. This two. <laughs> it would just back and forth, left and right. That was. Yeah. Was, I mean, it was still a fun season to play, but it was just not fun when it came to like the, the extra stuff we ended up doing. Uh, it's just it was just terrible. Um, yeah. but I know it ended up like right now. I feel better that I did it. Uh, and I got better from it. Let's let's go to this COVID year because this COVID year is just uh so yeah of course you know you know our first like two or three games ended up getting canceled um going through that season how did you end up like towards the end of the season how did you end up feeling because you know it's like towards the end of the season the semester's about to end you know how how were you feeling how was like where your mentality was at it was just like no to the grindstone let's get this done. Uh, and that way I can learn a little bit in spring or where you're like, man, I am really tired of doing this already. Yeah. 
Um, I've definitely had my ups and downs. Uh, when I first got there, it was definitely like put my nose down, let's grind, like let's let's really like go pedal to the metal, like just go full out. Cause you know when you're in high school, that's all you're trying to get to. You're trying to get to college. So I'm like, all right, I'm here. I'm not trying to like let off. I'm trying to just go, go, go. Um, but you know after a while, like it really starts taking a, a a toll like on your mental, you know. So there was definitely some days where I would be sitting there thinking like, is this really what I want to do? Like. Am I, is this even like working? Like, is this worth it? You know, like I'm a walk on, like I'm not recruited to be here, you know, um, I'm trying my best, but like sometimes my best isn't even close to being good enough, you know, like getting hounded at on scout team, you know, um, I'm, at least I'm getting the dress for the games, you know, that's cool. Like I didn't expect to be dressing first season. Yeah. Um, that, uh, they didn't, again, they didn't do me any justice that, that freshman year, especially when trying to, <laughs> try to help you understand what, what the heck we were doing and what the heck the plan was uh everything was just kind of rushed especially with you know numbers being a little bit down when it came to the fact of you know some of the players opted out we had some injuries at the beginning of the season and things of that nature and it was just hard on everybody um yeah. so I then mean, it's it's uh it's definitely like a, a strong like lesson like to learn like being a walk-on like yeah, everyone knows being a walk-on is hard, but like actually like doing it, that's different because like it, I have, I have like such a different mentality now than like I used to. Like, I, I don't think me like in high school would ever think like I could be like as mentally strong as I am now. And I still have my moments, you know, but like I definitely am more like resilient, definitely more like resistant to a lot of different, uh, adversities that get thrown my way, you know, uh, my dad always told me like to control what you can control and like, just don't worry about things that you can't, you know? Cause if you start stressing about all the things you, that you can't really help, then like, you're just not doing yourself any favors. Just do what you can do right. And everything else will take care of itself. Really. As T will says, fly your plane. Don't worry about your wingman. Fly your plane. Yeah. Fly your plane. He does say that. Yeah. He does say that a lot. Well, it makes sense. You got to focus on what you can do and you know, everyone focuses on their job everything else will fold into place pretty quickly um so let, let's jump to the end of that season you know we end up playing byu let's not talk about the game let's yeah. move past that uh yeah. I, it's no, rather it's not all right i mean we had a lot of our, our uh, main guys out they were declared for the draft you know it's, it's yeah whatever. well but then also like talvo was was like had covid yeah. was out and then like three days before the game, he ends up getting cleared. And I'm just sitting there going like, I was been playing DN for two weeks, getting ready for this. What the heck? Uh, and get in there. <laughs> didn't, didn't even get a time to play. Uh, but not going into that, uh, going to that, that spring of 2021, what was your mentality coming in? Um, so I definitely had a new resolve because at this time we still had the same coaching staff, right? They didn't leave yet. Yeah. I was, uh, uh this coaching staff had not left, but yet I yeah. joined the coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. So you became a strength coach, which is crazy, um, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely went into it. I was like, all right, it's a new year. Uh, this is kind of where I make myself known. You know, I separate myself, you know, and it kind of seemed like I was doing my thing. I mean, I was still on a, like doing like developmental stuff whenever. Uh, Brick squad. Yeah. Brick squad. So yeah, I was with all the, all those guys. Um, man, there's so many people that were there. 
that just aren't there anymore. Like it's crazy to think about. Like I've like I've had so many different uh friends that have just come and gone. Like yeah. black partners, like teammates. Dude, that entire like twenty twenty one recruiting class, I'm pretty sure everyone's left. There's no one left that uh like Parker and Cole were like the last two who were part of that class. They're really the only people that are there from that year are walk ons. Like and there's only like a handful of us too. Like there's there's not many. Yeah, like it's it's kind of sad, you know, because there used to be a bunch of us, but you know, it's it's a brutal game, man. It's not for everybody, and honestly, I don't blame people that aren't up for it because like your mental is way more important than whatever like you're doing to yourself, you know, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, that controls everything. But yeah, I, I would say coming into the new season, I definitely had a strong resolve. I was a bit more experienced. I still wasn't quite used to the schedule yet. It was still a bit hard. Um, but I, I was definitely uh, ready to start. I would say one thing I was struggling with was I was still a bit like shy at the time. I don't really want to say shy, but like I, I just hadn't like formed any great connections with anybody yet on the team because like I could kind of float around and like maybe have like a small conversation here or there, but I didn't really had anybody to like hang out with to talk to because all the guys that I ended up being like in a friend group with, they all left. So then I kind of got screwed when like they were all gone. So I had to like it, find a new it, friend group. It was completely hard, especially because, you know, COVID protocols and stuff didn't allow us to, you know, have like a decent amount of connections outside of yeah. the facility. And even in the facility, you know, we were six feet away or six feet away or wearing masks and couldn't be in the same spot for more than 15 minutes and stuff. So I had to get up and move around the, the meeting room and sit in a different chair every 15 minutes, do musical chairs and yeah, that was, that meet was... in the indoor and like, like lay down on the ground on a, watching a projector. Yeah, that was, that was definitely not the best situation yeah. we've ever been in. No, uh, no. So I think we were, we get like three to six weeks into the year. Uh, and then next thing we know, bam, Hypo's gone. What was your yeah. real initial initial reaction? What would you feel that was going on through the team when that happened on that fateful Wednesday? So, I mean, I didn't take it as hard as probably some other guys did because, you know, I'd only been with them for a season. You know, I was definitely bummed out because, like, you know, I was still with them for, like, a year. So, like, all those guys, like, the strength coach guys, some of them, like, the assistants, like, the ADs, like, I got really close with them, but, you know. They left. You could kind of feel it was happening because people started leaving left and right before we even knew like what was happening. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely bummed out. I wasn't like torn up about it. I was kind of almost like looking at it in a good light. I was like, oh, okay, well, they're leaving. A new coaching staff is coming in, right? So that means I'll have a new chance to establish myself and hopefully separate, and they'll see me as like a valuable addition to the team, you know? But... As soon as uh, the current coaching staff got here, I kind of realized that wasn't really the case because my dad always tells me, like, whenever a new coaching staff comes in, they kind of just make the workouts, like, extremely difficult and try to chase people out of there so they can bring in who they want, you know, which makes sense because, you know, you're trying to build your own team and not, like, use the remnants of someone else's, you know. So it was definitely brutal, and I, I could feel the 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 target on my back of being a walk-on and, you know, I always felt like I could kind of feel my me fighting for my roster spot and fighting for a place to stay on the team. Um, and, like, whenever I would mess up, I could kind of feel it getting uh, blown up a lot bigger than if a scholarship dude kind of messed up, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, uh, it was always kind of a struggle. I've definitely found my place in the team now, but the first season with them, it was definitely hard because I, I kind of just got thrown back, like wearing a jersey. Like I wasn't even dressing again. I didn't know that was how it was going to be, you know, because I, I was like, oh, you know, college, freshman year, I'm dressing. So that means I'm going to be dressing sophomore year, right? No, that's not what happened. So that was a bit of a bummer. Um, it was. It's always a tricky situation when a new staff comes in, dude. I went through three different staffs. Like I, I, yeah, I definitely know it. Uh, especially with you know the third staff coming in, and and of course me being in the weight room, and then next thing you know, it's like, what are you? Why? Why are you running with us? Why is Why is the yeah. weight room coach running with us? Yeah. <laughs> Like uh, Coach Bowser would probably be like, guys, why is the strength coach running team run with the players? That doesn't make any sense. It's a clown show. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, I knew what was going on, but like all the new recruits, they were definitely confused. They're like, guys, what is happening right now? He must love this. But yeah. They had no idea. And also, I was kind of burning some of them on the runs too, so that was yeah. even funnier. Uh, it's even yeah you know you're doing your thing plus i know you uh probably didn't enjoy having to get up extra early to show up to prepare and move all those sleds out there put the weight on the sleds in the indoor or outside you know so when we first when y'all first got back in, uh in january of that 2021 year dude i was up at like 4 30 there at five like for the six o'clock workout moving stuff in the indoor like oh, we set up, we had to set up like with the weight sleds at two different end zones and we were moving like almost 12,000 pounds a day worth of weight. Uh, it was just, yeah. it was just bad. Well, by the end of it, we figured out what was the easiest way to do stuff. But like at first we were putting a pole between like 18, 45 pounders and just trying to like drive, like roll it across the field and stuff. And that just sucked left, right and center. Uh, I know for a fact that had to give you more appreciation for the strength guys when all they have to do because you know it seems like they don't have to do much because they're just kind of watching us lift making sure we're doing everything and you see them just hanging out in their office sometimes but you never really get to see what happens like behind the scenes you know kind of like how you never really hear about what goes on with walk-ons it's kind of all focused on the scholarship guys like there's so many people that work in our facility that you just never even think or hear about but like they all go through like struggles and stuff and it's all for us, really. So it just really gives you a newfound appreciation for it. Yeah, I need to convince uh, Brad, Kenny, and CJ to start their own uh, equipment podcast. I think that'd be oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, those guys? Oh, that would go off. Yeah, in a heartbeat too, because they're all characters in and of themselves. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, let's uh, you know, first year with a new staff, just kind of a little bit different, a little bit more the same too. Uh, going through, but uh. You know, let's talk about your big social media uh, break <laughs> that you had uh, this past spring because that was that was something else. You ended up on SportsCenter, my guy. You gotta you gotta tell that story. You know, I, you know it wasn't just SportsCenter. You know, you gotta give my credit where it's due. You know, I mean, Barstool as well. York. Yeah, I was on Barstool. I was on the New York Post. I was on Overtime. A bunch of other. Uh, you know, websites. My brother posted the video on TikTok and it blew up. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really where it started. But um, so, as you know, my dad, he's the quarterbacks coach for the Titans, right? And so when they were the first round seed last season, uh, they got bounced the second round by the Bengals, right? And so what happens is in the Pro Bowl, the highest remaining seed from each uh, 
uh, conference, they'll end up uh, coaching the that respective conference in the in their like in the Pro Bowl. So for the AFC, uh, it was the Titans. So my dad's quarterback coach, so he coaches all the quarterbacks that are at the Pro Bowl in the AFC. So obviously, you've got like your Justin Herbert, you've got your Mac Jones, you've got Patrick Mahomes, right? So I am going to the Pro Bowl because my dad was like, hey, we got to I can get you guys in the hotel. You can stay here. You can come to the practice, go to the game, you know. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? This is a once in a lifetime deal. So it, my schedule just worked out and I was able to go. So I went up. The, I, I went over there and uh, <laughs> my dad was we were talking on the bus and he was like, Trace, I know we always make jokes that you look like Patrick Mahomes, but I'm telling you, these fans go ballistic when they see Mahomes walk on the field. I promise you, if you wear some some of these sunglasses, <laughs> they'll think it's you. I promise. I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And my brother, he was behind me. He was just dying, laughing before he even got there. And he was like, all right, I'm going to record this. He's like, this is going to be too good. So I'm just walking out. I got my hands in my pockets. And I'm just walking straight down the sideline. My dad just said to keep going. And as soon as I hit the field, all the little kids in the front row, all the drunk parents, they just jump out of their seats and were just screaming. They're like, Mahomes, 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 sign my football, sign my jersey, take a picture of me, Mahomes, please. And they were all just going nuts. And, like, I was trying to, like, stay calm and, like, collected, but I just couldn't keep a straight face. So I had to, like, walk away. Um and it was funny, and, like, some dude was, like, holding his jersey. He was, like, all the way in the back. But I saw him, and I wanted to make him feel special, so I pointed at him, and he was jumping up and down from joy. He was so happy. Um, but then, like, it, everything kind of died down for a bit, and then the real Mahomes and Travis Kelsey came out, and when he when they came out, there was, like, less cheers because they were all confused. Like, they didn't, like, like, wait, that's actually Mahomes? I thought that was Mahomes. So as Kelsey's walking past me, Keep in mind, I've never met him before. He just does a double take on me, stares at me for a second, and goes, Hey, Pat, I think it kind of looks like you. <laughs> and then he just kept walking. So, you know, later on, uh, I didn't, like, go up and talk to Mahomes right away because, you know, he's he's got practice. So I kind of was just uh, chilling with my dad, uh, watching him coach. And at one point, there was a moment where uh, he came up to talk to me. He was like, Hey, man, I heard uh, people thought you were me. You were doing a little impersonation of me there. And I was like, He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that was me. He's like, hey, man, you should have signed some autographs or something, <laughs> which was really funny. And I kind of thought I should do that, but I didn't want to do that and get in trouble. So, but yeah. And then we took the that famous photo that uh, I have on my Instagram. Um, and that's an awesome moment, you know, getting to meet him. He's really cool. And now, because of that, my brother posted the video on TikTok, blew up, went viral. It went all over social media. Sports Center was asking if they could use it. Everybody was blowing up our DMs. My brother was joking that he was my manager because everyone was hitting him up because he posted it. And then uh, Ridiculousness actually asked to use it, and they paid me like $1,000 for it, uh, which I split uh, with my brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know. And, and then lucky, uh, luckily with NIL rules and stuff, you are able to do that too. Yeah, I was actually able to get the money for it, which is great timing you know kind of crazy and now because of that i can make cameos which i still do and i i make some money from that uh, on the side you know some people will ask me to record videos for their kids and as Mahomes and give them a pep talk or wish them happy birthday or sometimes it'll just be for other adults you know just as a joke 
Um, I read off someone's fantasy draft order before, <laughs> gave them fantasy football advice. Uh, I gave like a little league team some a, pre- a pep talk before their game, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got like the whole fit. I'll wear like the Sutros Oakleys. I got the jersey. I got like a a visor I can wear. I wear it backwards, you know. So yeah, definitely got that whole thing going on. And I was actually uh supposed to be in a commercial for uh being a body double for Mahomes. Uh it was out in Texas, but you know, they ended up finding a guy that was local that could do the job instead. So they ah, dang. instead of flying me out, you know. But that still would have been cool know, though. Yeah, it would have been awesome. You know, I could have had a acting portfolio there in one way or another, you know, but I te- I mean technically with your cameo, I'm pretty sure you could still do that. Yeah, probably, you know. So if any uh producers are out there and want to make a Mahomes commercial, hit me up. <laughs> I, I just I keep thinking about that. Uh, so for everyone listening who, who doesn't kind of realize, Trace is really good at impersonations, like really, really good. Uh, especially when it comes to the mannerisms when he, when he's uh, face. We we do a lot of impersonations. It's really bad in the locker room. Yeah, but it gets out of hand sometimes. It definitely does get out of hand. Um, but I mean, not not to say a good majority or or, or coach Mal, coach Malzahn. But it's mostly the same stuff everyone hears on like the the press releases or like things that he's said before in like speeches. Like we got a real nice team here, guys. Because yeah, because Coach Malzahn, like he is exactly the same as you see on like social media. Like everything you would hear him say on social media, I promise you, he will say it to us a million times a day. So he's always like, guys, we really just gotta come together as a team. If we can just get all of our veterans, all of our old guys, our returners, and all of our freshmen, and all of our transfers, guys, and just bring them together, just bring them together and come real close like this, we're going to be a great team. I mean, guys, we're fixing to shock the college football world, all right? Like, we got a real chance. There's teams that have a chance. We have a real chance with a capital R, all right, guys? <laughs> it's 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 the, the, the same speech all the time, but you gotta love it. It's, I, it gives him personality. It's easy to make fun of, but you know you love him for it. I think I think word for word it goes like if we can take all of our veterans and yep. these sixteen new guys yep. that we got yep. in from different programs, and we can just mix them together and bring them real close, and then we get these twenty two freshmen who don't know how <laughs> don't know what the crap they're doing. Yep. And just bring them together in the mix and have the older guys from, you know, the 16 guys and the veterans and all bring them up together. Then we're going to have a real team. Because you got to lead, guys. Like, you got to you gotta want to win. You got to be a winner. Everyone's got that loser. I'm saying, oh, I'm hurt. And, oh, I'm tired. No, we're getting better every day because that's what champions do, guys. All right. Now, uh, special teams in here. Break off to your coaches. So that's, that's it's it's pretty much our team meeting. It's not to not to make fun of Coach Malzahn whatsoever. I really respect oh, the man. No. He he's amazing, but he sometimes need to to freshen up his uh, his, his team speeches. Yeah, you know, in the mornings at it least works. it works. It, it works. Well, you know. The point gets brought across a lot, but yeah. it's it's definitely repetitive. So when it comes down to it, sometimes. Uh but oh, man, if he listens to this, we're gonna like we're, we're screwed. Do you realize that? Hey. Coach Malzahn, if you're listening to this, uh, we love you. Uh, it's all jokes, you know. Um, we're, we're having guys, we got a funny man on the team. Yeah, someone thinks he can do my impression. All right, guys, 
it's probably going to be like a team meeting like next season or at the end of the season or like outtake <laughs> what it what it's going to be do you remember uh the last bowl game where they brought up all the seniors and stuff and they were just like like talking about them and stuff uh but then we also had that blooper reel where you know we saw Derek get clipped by his knee braces like eight different times by a sniper just ate it. yeah ate it. every time <laughs> okay all right guys we're gonna take a look at this clip right here <laughs> i love how you just get them down to a science like every meeting every single meeting without fail will just be okay all right guys let's uh get started here set up straight bright eyes nobody nobody acting like they're tired like it's that that's his first initial like literally water like okay all right guys sit up eyes up nobody acting like they're tired let's get this meeting started without fail exaggeration every time you got a t-wheel impression in your back pocket somewhere a t-wheel impression yeah that's kind of hard to do because his his energy is like gonna blow people's eardrums Especially in the he's, morning, sometimes when he brings I don't it. Know, he's like he's like a really loud guy, you know. He's like I don't know. He's just really like fired up and passionate. Kind of got to you got to find it. He's like a he's like man. I just want you to go hit somebody, dog. There it is. Like, there it I, is. This ain't no homeboy stuff, man. Like all that all that uh, locker room lawyer stuff, man. That don't fly with me. You gotta fly your own plane. All this homeboy stuff. People trying to drag you down. Like if you want to get on the field, the quickest way to my heart is just go hit somebody, dog. All that rapping, that ain't it. We don't talk. We just hit somebody. I want them to be in, what's that school we're partnering with? Uh, uh, Orlando Health? Yeah. I want you to put them in Orlando Health, dog. That's what I need. That's actually a pretty, that's a pretty good impression, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, might not have been the same voice, but almost the same kind of uh, rhetoric that in context that he says. Yeah. And that was, dang. Uh, Coach Ingram's probably pretty easy to do, too. Uh, yeah, you know, Coach Ingram, he's like, he's like hey, boy. You better come get this four. I I don't care if your shoulders hurting. <laughs> I want. <laughs> you know, Coach Aaron, he has so yeah. many things. He's just he's a whole character. But you know, I, we love him for it. No, honestly, all all the coaches are are they're all characters, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, all characters within themselves, and just you know, they have a hilarious time. At least we have a hilarious time just talking about them. Uh, yeah. in the locker room and just being like. Hey, you remember when he said this? Yeah, I don't know why he said that. that was so out of pocket. Yeah, you know, there's just so many random moments that have just happened, you know, like, especially with Brick Squad, you know, oh. I can just remember so many Brick Squad moments. Like, I remember uh, we had a player on our team. His name was, uh, it was Brito. Uh, ah, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Brito. He was, he was a quarterback uh, here, and I remember he didn't eat breakfast at Garvey, and Dawson found out about it. So we were all in the weight room about to start our lift. And then Dawson was like, uh, Brito, did you eat breakfast this morning? And he's like, uh, no. And then he was like, all right, well, since you didn't eat breakfast this morning, everyone get them chopping. <laughs> and then we just started like doing up downs or like planks or whatever it was. And Brito had to run to Garvey and go like go eat while we were doing accountabilities until he got back. So he like ran into Garvey, just threw a bunch of grapes in his mouth, and came back. And uh, Spencer, our, uh, oh yeah, and Spencer had to chase had after to chase him. him. And Spencer was like dead tired. So <laughs> they both come in, and Spencer's like gasping for air. And Dawson's like, "Did he eat?" And Spencer's like, "Yeah, he had some had some grapes." <laughs> 
even Dawson started laughing. And it, was, it was over at that point, but uh, didn't, it was so funny. Didn't Woody like forget his shoes and like wore the wrong color yeah. socks? He wore white socks and had like like the wrong shoes on. So then we had to do something for that. I remember when Joe Rahal, long snapper, showed up late because his car broke down like early in the morning. And so Dawson's like, oh, okay, your car broke down? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. So you want me to call the CEO of your car company uh, and ask him if it's okay that you relate to meeting, to relate to Lyft today? And Joe was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, so you're saying that it's the CEO's fault of your car that uh, is why it broke down? He's like, no, that's what I'm saying. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Then we're going to do accountabilities right now because you should have woken up earlier to prevent yourself from being late. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> so... <laughs> we all had to do accountability, so we didn't really agree with that one because, you know, his car broke down. We, he was not supposed to be able to expect that, but Dawson was saying, like, you got to just expect the unexpected and just be prepared for anything. Don't leave anything I, to I, chance. I, leave I, no doubt, as he would say. I, I think Dawson, in that case, was like, let's see how many people I piss off at once and find it, like, because I think it'll be like, what in the world's going on here? Like just let him be, but that it's kind of funny hearing it from the outside, because uh, that did. I don't think a lot of guys didn't know about that one, so that's that's funny that that this was uh, brought up yeah. here. Yeah, you ever get Joe? Uh, he he can tell you about that story. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Joe eventually, but he's now a coach, so I'll probably wait. And, oh, student assistant, yeah. so I'll probably wait till after the season to come talk to him about it. And he's doing the Austin Camden right now. Hey, he's not doing the Austin Camden. He hasn't been there for <laughs> he hasn't been there for four years and then gone to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Nah, man. So, um, shoot, I really kind of just ran out of questions at this point, man. It's just we've been talking for just uh over about. 50 55 minutes here um so i don't know man like anything else you kind of want oh actually i do have more more questions especially to lead it off for those trying to walk on really at any college whatsoever that they choose what do you think like what advice do you have for them like when it comes to being a walk-on and just like what could you tell yourself you know in your high school days that might have prepared you a little bit more for becoming a, a college walk-on? So if you're planning on walking on anywhere, right? Not even like if it's just a D1 or like even D2, like anywhere like you really want to like go to, if you're not on scholarship, like don't get discouraged just because like you may not be getting treated the same because that's pretty much everywhere. Like, There's obviously going to be favoritism. And that's not even just football. That's that's just everywhere in life, you know? So there's obviously going to be some favoritism. But the main thing you can do is just be on time and do your job. If you just do those two things, everything else should take care of itself. And more than likely, you'll mess up. And as long as you mess up and take it in stride and, like, not, like, be like, oh, like, oh man, like, whatever. Like, this is BS, man. Like, this is crap. Like, don't come with that attitude. Just be like, like, yes, sir. I understand. Like, learn. Like, you got to learn from it. Um, and really make sure, like, you're not like putting yourself in bad positions. Like, make good choices. Don't stay up too late the night before. Like, you got to get up for practice. Or don't wear. Don't be like me and wear slides to a walkthrough and get yelled at on the first walkthrough. Um, so you know, just. Really just make good decisions. Just don't leave anything to like like to 
just don't don't even like leave yourself a chance like to get in trouble. Like if you're not sure if you have to be like dressed out or not for the meeting, just just dress out anyway. Like the, the extra effort couldn't hurt, you know, just just do the little things right and even if like you're not like the most talented guy, just do the stuff that takes no talent. Like don't worry about like if some other guy is like doing something better than you. Just focus on your technique and do what takes no talent. Oh, that's actually some really good advice. Uh, can't really complain on that. Uh, Trace, I, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to you know, come on here and you know, share your story. Uh, definitely crack a couple jokes here and there. Uh, so definitely a very, very lighthearted um, part of that. Um, you know, I'll probably end up doing a re... re uh, just like probably with everybody, uh, I'll be doing a recap at the end of the season with you just to see how it went on and you know what plans for the future are uh and then maybe by that time i have enough of a following to where i can get you paid for this a little bit doing an nil deal that'd be pretty cool yeah oh yeah i I really appreciate you having me on this was fun uh even if it was just like a little uh little one-time project deal i still had fun doing it It it's nice to be able to talk about this kind of stuff and hopefully whoever does watch it gets some value out of it you know and oh yeah keep working hard oh yeah uh and also wanted to share this with all the listeners uh i have to get something cleared but uh there might be an on-demand shirt store for confessions of a college walk-on uh within the next i want to say month I may have an Etsy shop. I already started. Okay. But so we're going to have merch. We're go- there's going to be shirts at least. There might progress into jackets and hats. But right now, yeah. I've got a couple designs. Yeah. Oh, everything's like base minimum is like 20 bucks. Uh, yep. And that's all across the board for all sizes. Uh, and then I think it's like four bucks or four and a half bucks for shipping. So you're hopefully getting a decent shirt. Uh, I definitely need to order some of the uh, test fits for myself to make sure that it's good material. Uh, that way I can, you know, choose a manufacturer to make sure everything works out like that. But yeah, pay attention to that. You know, follow at uh, confess uh, underscore walk on. Hold up. Sorry, I have to pull up my social media page again. I'm not really good with making sure I plug in my own social media hold pages on, here. Hold on, hold on. Uh, yep, 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 it's there. Run it, run it. Running. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, of course, the uh, the official podcast page is uh, on Twitter at confess underscore walk on. Uh, we actually have a small little partnership with the guys who run the UCF walk ons page. And I will actually be able to tell you guys that name here in a second for that page uh, that, you know, it's a couple guys who were walk ons and former walk ons still technically run it. Uh, I just kind of tell them when I've been posting stuff uh, and they literally just kind of repost it. So yeah, uh, that page is actually going to be UCF walk-ons. If you're looking for any, any information to walk on, uh, that stuff will be posted on that page. Um, if you ever want to shoot that page a DM, you know, uh, tag them. They'll follow you back. They'll answer your question. They'll get it going like that. Uh, if you have any questions for the podcast, reach out again at confess underscore walk on or uh, the good old email, which is going to be walk on confessions at gmail.com. It's going to be the best way to reach 
and you know hopefully we get more uh more questions from y'all again trace thank you for coming on and i hope y'all have a nice night see ya